I'm John Grant from Kentucky, and you're listening to Scandal Water. Where the tea is hot and the conversation lively. Your hosts, Candy and Ashley, will discuss a peculiar story somehow related to the entertainment industry. This podcast might not change the world, but it just might satisfy your thirst for an intriguing tale. Oh, it's that time of day. Tune in and hear what the ladies say. So come on and join the fun. The curtain opens in three, two, one. Stories and scandal water. It's where you need to be. Stories and scandal water. Let's pour you a cup of tea. Hello, Ashley. Hello, Candy. How's it going today? It's going great. It's raining out there. It is. In fact, you know what? I know this is maybe an unpopular opinion, but I kind of love it. Do you? I do. I think that there's some atmosphere when it's pouring down rain, and every now and then you guys might even hear like a little bit of a whistle, the wind The wind did whistle. Us. Yeah. It startled us a little bit. That's true, but but <laughs> I, I like it, mm-hmm. and, I, and I'm facing the window, so mm-hmm. I'm seeing this window pane that mm-hmm. has all this droplets on it. It's just kind of cool. Good. It's good. It's good ambiance for you. It really is. And I'm very interested in our topic today. Good. I think you will be too. This okay. is very rare, but this one is actually a surprise I for know. Ashley. The, the surprises so, have gotten fewer and far between. Yeah. So I'm, I'm hoping that you enjoy this as much as I think you will. Okay. All right. Here we go. Ashley, I know you're a Marvel fan. I am. Have you ever seen Black Panther? I have, yes. Give me some of your impressions. I thought it was a beautifully shot film, mm-hmm. and I really I really did enjoy it. I thought the character interactions were good. I liked the family. I liked the theme of it. I enjoyed it a lot. Well, for our theme this month of creators and innovators, I don't know. I wanted something different, mm-hmm. and so I just, I just Googled a little bit, mm-hmm. and it, it came to me what an innovator, what a um, trailblazer mm-hmm. Chadwick Bozeman was oh, yeah. as the Black Panther. Yeah. Also, there's the whistling. Yeah. Obviously, also some tragedy there. Yeah, there is. But but such triumph as well. And so I thought, what a beautiful subject for this episode. A way to start out the month, right? Yeah. So we're going to be talking about Chadwick Boseman. And what was also, I thought, beautiful was as I was researching, because he has passed at such a young age, which was so sad, but Mm -hmm. his family and friends have written such beautiful tributes about him. So as I was looking into his life, I was finding information from his own brothers. Really? Yes. And it was just so beautifully expressed, I think. So let Mm -hmm. me just kind of share with you as we talk about his life, some of the things that came out. First of all, he has two brothers. One is Kevin Bozeman and the other one is Derek Bozeman. Kevin also went into the entertainment industry and has been successful as a dancer, an actor, and a writer. And Derek is a pastor in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. And so in an interview that these two gentlemen gave right after Chadwick's death, they shared that one of the things that you would have found Chadwick doing, and by the way, when he was growing up, they all called him Chad. Okay. So sometimes if, if we refer to him as Chad or Chadwick, 
Kovic, he went by both. Okay. I think it depends on whether he was thinking professionally or personally. Okay. But Kevin shared that you would find Chad when he was growing up in Anderson, South Carolina. You would find him sitting under a towering pecan tree at their mm. childhood home that Chad would often play on a swing there. And he can remember the brothers chasing each other around in the backyard. This was a family that, that spent a lot of time going to Bible studies. Mm. Faith was a big part of their lives. They would spend their summers reading and they were just really connected to their hometown. Chadwick was born there November 29th, 1976. And they described this little town of Anderson as being so small and so friendly. In fact, Chad's brother, Derek, the pastor said, quote, him being born there is an inspiration that you can come from there and become anything. Mm. It was a big family. Their parents, Leroy and Carolyn Boseman, had 25 siblings among them. Wow. And, and, and they had lived in Anderson forever. Like the families had been there for ages. And so that there were really hundreds of family members if you started, you know, looking around. Yeah. And so the brothers commented that they would have soul food Sundays that would be huge family affairs. And they were an artistic family. Their father, Leroy, worked at a textile factory and he also managed an upholstery business. Mm-hmm. So they commented in the article that that he was artistic he would reupholster furniture he could sew he could sketch their mom on the other hand was a nurse who was involved with her boys she would chaperone field trips and and stay on them about their reading you know she believed that they should keep busy and they should stay on top of their education so every single week during the summer they would go to the library and they would check out books i love it that's what i I did too as a kid i loved going to the Mm -hmm. library but faith again was a huge part of their lives so they would go to Bible studies, they would go to Sunday school, they were involved in their youth group, they sang in the choir, and according to, I'm going to call him Pastor Bozeman, just to kind of differentiate between the two brothers, according to Pastor Bozeman, their faith was something that the parents passed on to the sons. Okay. And also the reverend at their church commented on this as well. He was interviewed and and he talked about seeing, looking back at one day in church and seeing Chad sitting there in the back because that's just, they were just there a lot. Just there. Yeah. One of the comments that I can't remember if it was Kevin or Derek, but one of them said that after Chad became so wealthy and, you know, became a big star, Mm -hmm. that it was because of the teachings from his family and from his church that he made a point to give back to the young people in Anderson. An example would be that he bought hundreds of movie tickets for children in Anderson who were struggling with money so that they could all come see Black Panther. Oh, Mm -hmm. what a kind man. Yeah, and he did a lot of other things. In fact, Derek, Pastor Bozeman, said that a lot of his other contributions were never publicized. And he said that was because, quote, that's the way we were raised, that when you can help, you should help, and you don't broadcast it. Yes, I like that. Yes. Mm -hmm. So a few other memories about Chad during his childhood. His brother Derek, Pastor Bozeman, said Chad was gifted. He said that from the time he was very, very young, he could sit and he could draw anybody. Hmm. He went on to say, quote, he's probably the most gifted person I've ever met. Hmm. Chadwick also was a writer. It was something that his high school basketball coach remembered when he was asked about Chad in an interview. He remembered a time that Chad had written a play for a friend who had been shot and killed. He said that Chad was a very caring young man, had been raised very well by his parents, and he specifically mentioned his big, beautiful smile. Well, after high school, Chadwick went on to Howard University in Washington, D.C., and he graduated with a Bachelor of Fine Arts in Directing. According to his brothers, those were his first loves, directing and writing. Really? 
But his professors at Howard University really encouraged Chadwick to act because what they advised was if you want to be a better writer and a director, you should really understand acting too. Yeah, that's true. That's Mm -hmm. true. And according to his brothers, he was driven to work harder than his peers. They felt that that was something that he had learned growing up as a young black man in Anderson. Derek, Pastor Bozeman said, quote, you don't just have to be good. As an African-American, you have to be twice as good. Mm. Chadwick had some amazing experiences at Howard. One of his teachers, she was referenced as a mentor to him Mm -hmm. in one source, was actress Felicia Rashad. Oh, Mrs. Cosby. Yes, that had to be really awesome. But Mm -hmm. here is another one that came out. It was shared by Chadwick himself during a speech he was given in 2019 at an AFI Lifetime Achievement Award event. He had been asked to speak in honor of Denzel Washington. Oh, Denzel. What a great actor. Amazing. Future episode right there. Oh, Oh, for sure. Goodness. But he shared that Denzel had once paid Chad's tuition for a summer acting program when Chad was attending Howard. Here is... How it all happened? Yeah, here's how it happened according to Chad himself from his speech. Many of you already know the story that Mr. Washington was asked by Felicia Rashad to join her in assisting nine theater students from Howard University who had been accepted to a summer acting program at the British Academy of Dramatic Acting in Oxford. Wow. As fate would have it, I was one of the students that he paid for. Imagine receiving the letter that your tuition for that summer was paid for and that your benefactor was none other than the dopest actor on the planet. (laughs) For sure. And then he went on to say, there is no Black Panther without Denzel Washington. And not just because of me, but my whole cast. That generation stands on your shoulders. Man, he is a great man. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but and I love that here's Chadwick paying tribute Mm -hmm. to him. That's Mm -hmm. just amazing. So again, with Denzel's help, that is how Chadwick was able to go and receive training in England. In Oxford. (laughs) Yes, at the British Academy of Dramatic Acting, which is amazing. And then after college, Chadwick moved to Brooklyn and he studied at the Digital Film Academy in Manhattan. Now his brother had gone ahead of him. Kevin now was working in the entertainment industry. He had become a successful dancer. He had been on some tours and he even appeared in the stage adaptation of The Lion King. Oh, cool. Yeah. So for a while, the two brothers were staying together in Kevin's apartment in Prospect Heights, Brooklyn. And that's where he wrote the play Deep Azure, which was his most well-known play and was also nominated for a 2006 Jeff Award for Best New Work. Cool. So again, Chadwick... So he's a good playwright. Yeah, he was well-rounded. He was writing, he was directing, and he was acting Mm -hmm. in local theaters at this time as he was really trying to make it big in the entertainment industry. And he had skill at all of them. He also, at this point, started trying to do some TV work. His first job was when he got a little guest spot in the police series Third Watch back in 2003. And then later that same year, he was also cast in the soap opera All My Children. Mm -hmm. But here's an interesting note about that experience. He was actually fired from that position and the actor who ends up replacing him is Michael B. Jordan. Really? Yes. Now, if you guys remember your casting here, Michael B. Jordan is the one who played the villain in 2018's Black Panther. He's the one who played the cousin, Eric Killmonger. And by the way, I love Michael B. Jordan. He has been on my radar for For years. I'm Friday Night Lights and Parenthood. And I know he's done so many things since then. But I thought it was interesting that they had that connection 
connection. Mm-hmm. I don't know that they crossed paths back then. But here's what happened. Chadwick actually ended up sharing the story in his 2018 commencement speech for Howard University. He mm-hmm. had been asked to come back and, and give the speech. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, by the way, he was also awarded an honorary doctorate degree, the Doctor of Humane Letters. Nice. Right? But in this speech, he shared that with this role on All My Children, he was asked to play a young black man with a drug-addicted mother and an absent father. And this character was now lured into gang life Mm. and that he felt it was very stereotypical. Mm, He didn't want to do it. That's right. He said in his speech, there was barely a glimpse of positivity or talent in the character barely a glimpse of hope Mm. so he went to the producers and he expressed his concerns to them and shared that he felt like this character was very stereotypical it needed to be broadened he ended up getting fired Mm. he was sharing the story to make the point to the graduates that they needed to pursue their own destinies no matter what the challenges were stand strong stand up for what you believe in and it even mentioned in a different source they speculated that even though he ended up getting fired michael b jordan played that role for a while after he took over and it did expand and they they wondered if chadwick standing up made them rethink it right like maybe that it planted a seed even though it didn't work out well for him Mm -hmm. did it still do some good sounds like it did Mm -hmm. so in 2008 he was now i'm not covering everything by the way we're kind of skipping around a little bit here hitting some highlights but in 2008 he landed a recurring role as nathaniel ray on the abc family drama lincoln heights and that was about a suburban family who relocates to the urban community where their police officer father was raised and the series ran for four seasons chadwick was featured during the last two of those and it was during the same period of time that he was also guest starring in shows like er lie to me the glades and cold case and then he also tried to break into film Mm. starting with a 2008 football movie called the express and a 2012 film called the kill hole like literally all of the stuff i missed so Mm -hmm. black panther for me was my first exposure to him yeah. but I'm listening to all this stuff I'm like he has been around and I just missed all of it yeah he was doing a lot yeah he was well I'm wondering if you might have heard of the next thing that he did because this apparently was his breakout okay this is what they consider to be his big breakout role it was when he portrayed Jackie Robinson in the biopic 42 I have heard of it okay. I haven't seen it but I have heard of it yeah it was well received uh-huh. and he was given credit for doing an amazing job of course it focused on legendary baseball player Jackie Robinson and and really about all of the um the racism and all the things he went through mm-hmm. and, and then and then how you know he broke ground doing this in order to play in the majors during this this time period mm-hmm. they said that Chad took the role very seriously he said in an interview with the publication Madame Noir quote I'm overwhelmed by it it's just a huge responsibility I wake up every morning been working and prepping on it and I'm having the time of my life playing baseball studying footage it's the opportunity of a lifetime Mm -hmm. to just do what I love the film also co-starred Harrison Ford oh it did mm -hmm. he played the Brooklyn's Dodgers executive Branch Rickey and it made the film made 95 million in its initial release and Chadwick was so good in it that he was nominated for an NAACP image award for outstanding actor in a motion picture cool well he went on to do a few more movies he was in draft day and 
And then in 2014, he was in Get On Up. That's another one that got him a lot of critical praise. He was playing legendary singer James Brown. Okay. Have you heard of this one? Heard of it, haven't seen it. Man. Mm -hmm. Well, this is something that they talked about in several of the sources, that he just seemed to have a huge talent for being able to play real people. To kind of embody them? Exactly. That's Mm. that's exactly what they said. He was not an impersonator. He was not an imitator. Mm -hmm. He somehow managed to capture the essence of these real people. At his memorial service, James Brown's daughter, Deanna Brown Thomas, spoke about Chadwick. This is at Chadwick's memorial service. And she made some comments. She talked about how he drew on research in Mm. order to do his... his He was a reader. He loved to Mm -hmm. read. Yeah, he made connections. He was very well researched. And she gave an example. She said, Chadwick didn't even look like her father. He was way too tall, not Mm -hmm. the same body build. But she said he was able to embody her dad, James Brown, and pull off, as you said, his essence by the way he just put himself into those roles. She said at one point, Chadwick as you know her dad turns around and she said she literally saw her father wow. in that moment wow and then she goes on to say this is something that all these other look-alike impersonators could never dream of doing like this was a skill sounds like they had the they had the body but they didn't have the soul yeah well and and he would end up doing this again when he played Thurgood Marshall in the 2017 film Marshall mm-hmm. but of course in the meantime he had landed what, what would, a big role right what would end up being the big part of his career and of course skyrocket him to fame yes so it was in 2016 when chadwick joined the marvel cinematic universe with his appearance as the superhero black panther in the blockbuster captain america civil war so in of course this movie he played t'challa king of the african country of wakanda who becomes the powerful black panther Mm -hmm. after his His dad is mm -hmm, killed yeah and then of course over the next few years we see this Black Panther character become even more important in the MCU mm-hmm. and in addition to the 2018 Black Panther movie we're going to be talking about that one more in a minute mm-hmm. but in, in addition to that one he also appeared as that same character in 2018's Avengers Infinity War and 2019's Avengers Endgame, Endgame. yeah so before we dig into this Black Panther character a little bit more and his work in the MCU why don't we take a little break all right let's do it Hey everybody, since season two launched, you may have heard our occasional shout outs at the top of the episodes. We're going to offer that perk to any of our Buy Me a Coffee supporters that are interested. So if you'd like to take advantage of this opportunity and hear your voice on our podcast, visit www.buymeacoffee.com slash scandalwaterpod. You don't have to sign up for anything. We won't spam your email and there are options for a one-time donation or a monthly gift. Either way, you get the double bonus of making your Scandal Water debut and you're helping us keep the stories brewing. Cheers! And we are back. So before we jump into talking a little bit more about his films, let's just kind of go back to our theme for the month. Sure. We are focused on creators and innovators. Mm -hmm. And until I started researching this, I did not really appreciate all the ways in which this part, this film, Chadwick's role, all of these things were so important and groundbreaking. Mm -hmm. And now that I have dug into this a little bit more, I'm pretty amazed. So let me share with you a few 
few of the reasons why this all was such an important thing. First of all, the character Black Panther was co-created by Stan Lee and Jack Kirby and is the first protagonist of African descent in mainstream American comics. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then talking specifically about the 2018 movie Black Panther, which was directed by Ryan Coogler. It was the first superhero movie to be nominated for a Best Picture Oscar and one of the highest grossing films of all time, bringing in over a billion dollars. And it also went on to earn an Academy Award nomination for Best Picture. And all of this was really significant because... Blockbusters aren't usually nominated for Academy Awards. Well, true. That is a good point. But also, this was one of the first blockbusters to feature a predominantly black cast. Right. Under the guidance of black filmmakers, which was seen as evidence that racial representation in Hollywood could mean a lot of money Mm -hmm. in the box office Mm -hmm. for Hollywood Mm -hmm. and also critical acclaim, Mm -hmm. some, you know, awards. So that was another reason why this was groundbreaking. As I lead into the next point, I think it would be helpful if I first shared just a tiny overview of the plot. Okay. So here's a a brief synopsis in case you haven't seen it. After the events of Captain America Civil War, Prince T'Challa returns home to the reclusive, technologically advanced African nation of Wakanda to serve as his country's new king. However, T'Challa soon finds that he is challenged for the throne from factions within his own country. When two foes conspire to destroy Wakanda, the hero known as Black Panther must team up with the CIA agent Everett K. Ross and members of the Dora Milaje Wakandan Special Forces to prevent Wakanda from being dragged into a world war. And as we've said before, Michael B. Jordan was basically playing the villain Mm -hmm. Eric Killmonger, who was cousin to T'Challa. But here's something that was significant. That gave us the brief synopsis of the plot. Right. But something that was brought out was how really so many of the underlying issues that were being addressed in the film were issues affecting modern day life in the black community. Really? Yes. One article said, quote, Black Panther became more than a movie, morphing into a celebration of black culture, art, history, achievement, and intellect, in addition to highlighting the Black cultural presence and influence in comic book culture. So it was applauded for really digging into and surfacing some issues that, you know, are very important to the Black experience. That's that's incredible. Yeah. Now, Chadwick himself was given credit for being a trailblazer for taking on this role as this Black superhero, Black Panther. And it's been referred to as a defining moment for Black America. That was in the New York Times. Wow. And Chad himself, in his acceptance speech at the 2019 Screen Actors Guild Awards for Outstanding Performance by a a cast in a motion picture, he said, quote, to be young, gifted, and black, we all know what it's like to be told there's not a place for you to be featured, Mm. yet you are young, gifted, and black. We know what it's like to be told there is not a screen for you to be featured on, a stage for you to be featured on, and it goes on, but the point is he became kind of... A symbol? Yes, a symbol of... What could be. Exactly. He really brought broke ground. And last comment, not only did the film highlight a black cast and issues facing the black community, but it also made a point to highlight the strength and power of women. Mm. There are a lot of very strong female protagonists and even, you know, kind of that whole military yeah, they were force, cool. the special they were forces. Super cool. Yeah, very strong women. So groundbreaking in so many ways. Now, kind of moving on to a few other notes about the film. One cool side story 
is that Angela Bassett, who plays T'Challa's mother, Queen Ramonda, they had actually met years before they ended up in this film together. Uh She had gone to Howard University to receive an honorary degree, and one of the students had been chosen to escort her around. Man, he just got picked for all this cool stuff. He was the one who led Angela Bassett around the university. And one day when they're making their movie, they both are sitting there reminiscing about that experience. Did they realize it? Well, of course he would remember her, but did she realize it was him? Well, I don't know. He probably reminded her. Probably, but they are talking about it and they recognized it as a, quote, full circle experience. for sure. So this film was amazing and ended up being so well received. Such a big thing for everybody. But... Chadwick, of course, was going on with his life. And so here's a note about the personal part of it. It was about this time that people started realizing he was in a relationship with a woman named Simone Ledward because Chadwick was very private. Yeah. Yeah. They had actually been seen together a few different times. In fact, the first time they'd been spotted was back in 2015 at LAX. But people had not really realized how serious their relationship was. But of course, now that he's a super big star, everybody's watching him, right? Right. And so it really came out became very public when the two were spotted together at the NBA All-Star Game in Los Angeles in 2018 and then Simone's grandmother confirmed the two were dating oh, it's to... always the grandma <laughs> <laughs> grandma can't keep a secret nope she confirmed it in In Touch Weekly in April of that year and then in January of 2019 they made their red carpet debut together at the Screen Actors Guild Awards when Chadwick was nominated for Black Panther and then later that year seen together again at the 2019 NAACP Image Awards where where he won that Outstanding Actor Award. So their relationship is out. Before he accepted that award, he was seen kissing her. Mm. And then to quote from his speech, here's something that he said that was kind of significant. He said, you know what they say, black people always thank God when they win, and I'm not going to let you down. (laughs) Thank you, God, Mm -hmm. for not just winning. Thank you, God, for the trials and tribulations that you allow us to go through so we can appreciate these moments, so we can appreciate the joy that comes from winning. That's beautiful. And then he added, Simone, you're with me every day. Mm. I have to acknowledge you right now. Love you. And she mouthed back, I love you, Mm. and blew him a kiss. So what he was probably referencing, people realized afterwards, obviously, was he was going through some really, really hard times and nobody had any idea. He had been diagnosed back in 2016 with stage three colon cancer, which coincidentally, remember, was the first year that he appeared as Black Panther in, you know, a Marvel movie. Right. It is, by the way, a cancer that usually you don't screen for when you're that young. Right. He was, and, how old would he have been? In his 30s, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But something that was mentioned in several of the articles was that colorectal cancer is something that may be not talked about very much, but the cases for young people are on the rise and the rates of, of getting colorectal cancer are also higher for black people. Mm. So while he was filming Black Panther, you know, doing his role in these different movies and also doing other movies like Five Bloods and 21 Bridges, Chadwick was dealing with treatments and surgeries and a lot of pain. His final movie was Netflix's Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, and he played opposite Viola Davis. 
She had the lead role, and the film is based on an August Wilson play. Mm -hmm. He was really struggling with the disease at that time, Mm -hmm. but according to his agent, he did not let it hold him back because, quote, he felt that being able to be with producer Denzel Washington and to launch this cycle of August Wilson at Netflix was so exciting to Mm -hmm. him. Yeah, especially he'd do it for Denzel. Mm -hmm. And his agent also clarified that it wasn't that Chadwick was trying to keep a secret. Mm-hmm. It, Chadwick was just just very private. In mm-hmm. fact, he said, quote, Chadwick did not want to have people fuss over him. Mm-hmm. He was a very private person. Mm-hmm. Well, part of me wonders if he did keep it a secret, if it had come out that he had it, Marvel could have said, well, you're not going to be healthy enough to do this. So we need to look at casting someone else or having a backup plan or something. I, I mean, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But when you're cast in something this significant, that's a lot of money to put on the line mm-hmm. for a studio. You hate to think about people being that cold blooded. Well, but then again, and it is an, a business. An, it is a bit, right? It's a business And first. it's a lot of money. So yeah. you can see possibly that could have been a danger. Yeah. I hate to think about that, though. I do, too. But mm-hmm. it's just the reality of, of business from their perspective. Right. Well, Chadwick continued to live his life. He and Simone got engaged in October 2019. And we don't know when, but at some point before he passed away, they did get married. Oh, they did. Mm-hmm. They made their final appearance together in February 2020 at the 2020 NBA All-Star Game in Chicago. His brother, Kevin, recalled one of his final moments with Chadwick in an interview that he gave to the New York Times. And his brother, Derek, was also there. And it was actually Derek who shared this. He remembered, you know, their Towards the end, there would be a lot of phone calls with their brother Chadwick or, or a lot of visits and they would they would pray together and talk together and Derek recalled that Chadwick said to him one day, man, I'm in the fourth quarter and I need you to get me out of the game. Mm. And Derek said, when he told me that, I changed my prayer from God heal him, God save him, to God let your will be done. Mm. And the next day he passed away. Oh, gosh. Yeah. The family was there, along with Simone, right by Chadwick's side when he died. And that was in Los Angeles in his home on August 28th, 2020. And coincidentally, he passed away on Jackie Robinson Day. Oh. And this was exactly seven years after portraying him in the, the, in the that film. biopic, 42. And interestingly, that day is normally celebrated in April, but it had been moved to August. Because due of to, COVID. Because of COVID. Wow. Yeah. So after his death... His family gave a statement, which was posted on Chadwick's Instagram account, and it said, quote, Chadwick was diagnosed with stage 3 colon cancer in 2016 and battled with it these last four years as it progressed to stage 4. A true fighter, Chadwick persevered through it all and brought you many of the films you have come to love so much, from Marshall to The Five Bloods, August Wilson's Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, and several more. All were filmed during and between countless surgeries and chemotherapy. It was the honor of his career to bring King T'Challa to life in Black Panther. He went on to win a Golden Globe for his role in that Ma Rainey's Black Bottom mm. piece. And Posthumously? Here, yes. Yeah. And here's something that his wife, Simone, said in the acceptance speech. Quote, he would thank God. He would thank his parents. He would thank his ancestors for their guidance and their sacrifices. He would say something beautiful, something inspiring, something that would amplify that little voice inside all of us that tells you you can, that tells you to 
keep going that calls you back to what you were meant to be doing at this moment in history. And then half a year after his death, he was posthumously nominated for an Academy Award for his final performance in Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. The nomination was expected, but it was still historic Mm. because he was the first black performer ever nominated posthumously for an Oscar. Mm. And then in 2021, Howard University renamed its College of Fine Arts after him, and they also offer a scholarship in his name, which is funded by Netflix. It's one more honor because of his battle and his fight with colorectal cancer. It has gained a lot of national attention, and they have made this huge mission to raise awareness about the disease, which, by the way, is the second leading cause of cancer deaths in the U.S. for men and women combined, which I did not know. And so a director of a colorectal cancer center in Boston was quoted in the Washington Post in 2020 as saying, quote, It's sad that it takes a big, well-known name to succumb to this disease to bring awareness. That shouldn't be the only circumstance under which the cancer is talked about, Mm -hmm. but I do think it has opened up the conversation in a way that I haven't seen, and I am really hopeful it would encourage screening and hopefully save lives in the future. And so when Black Panther's sequel came out, some organizations like the University of Illinois Cancer Center hosted a free showing of the blockbuster movie Black Panther Wakanda Forever as part of a colorectal awareness event in honor of Mm. Chadwick Boseman Mm. and others affected by cancer, of course. So the last thing we'll touch on is that sequel. They had to decide what were they going to do. Have you seen the sequel yet? I haven't seen it yet, but I do want to see it. Yeah, it just came out a few months ago. Right. Well, Marvel Studios didn't know how to handle it. Mm -hmm. I mean, everybody was devastated. Mm -hmm. Everybody was shocked. The director, Ryan Coogler, had actually completed a draft script for the sequel before Chadwick died. died. And he offered to let Chadwick read it, and he declined. I don't know if it was because he knew he couldn't do it or if he was just too sick at that point to take the time. But 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 the director was not aware that he was sick I'm assuming well I I don't know that honestly I don't know that okay but this script focused around Chadwick's character Okay. So he had to rewrite it. Yeah. So I I do think there probably was an element of surprise for Ryan Coogler as well. This is just an inference. Okay. So they debated recasting, but Marvel president Kevin Feige said in an interview with Empire, quote, it just felt like it was much too soon to recast. Mm -hmm. Stanley always said that Marvel represents the world outside your window. And we had talked about how as extraordinary and fantastical as our characters and stories are, there's a relatable and human element to everything we do the world is still processing the loss of chad and ryan poured that into the story i think they made the right choice Mm -hmm. not to recast it because everyone would know and how could the next actor live up to that you couldn't. So I, I haven't seen the film, but I kind of followed what they were trying to figure out mm-hmm. what to do. And I, th- I think they made the right choice. Yeah. Well, they ended up, of course, writing a new script. Right. Changing mm-hmm. the whole storyline. And I don't want to go into that in case... Somebody wants to see it. Somebody wants to see it. I don't want to spoil anything. But based on what I did read about their process and the filming and what's in the movie, and I've I've watched some clips. I haven't had a chance to see the film yet. But it sounds like they really tried to honor Mm -hmm. Chad through it and that there are several tributes that are kind of embedded in it. And it even deals with grief. And I mean, like they really used it, I think, as a vehicle to deal with things and also to honor him. Well, like they said, it's a reflection of what's going on outside and what's going on outside was his passing so they Mm -hmm. just reflected it in the film yeah so one last comment 
They have taken Chadwick's Black Panther suit from the 2018 film Black Panther, and it is going to go on display in late March of 2023 at the Smithsonian Mm. National Museum of African American History and Culture in Washington, D.C. It's going to be part of a major exhibit that's called Afrofuturism, A History of Black Futures. And it's going to be there along with other pieces from the film and other things as well. But one of those items will be a shooting script that is signed by Ryan Coogler, the director. Mm -hmm. And here's an excerpt from the museum statement. Black Panther is the first superhero of African descent to appear in mainstream American comics, and the film itself is the first major cinematic production based on the character. The character of the Black Panther, king of the never-colonized Wakanda, made its debut in a July 1996 Marvel comic in Stan Lee and Jack Kirby's Fantastic Four number 52, according to the university libraries at the Washington University in St. Louis. The debut was the first black superhero in U.S. comic book history. Mm. Black Panther illustrates the progression of blacks in film, an industry that in the past has overlooked blacks or regulated them to flat, one-dimensional, and marginalized figures. The film, like the museum, provides a fuller story of black culture and identity. So, a last tribute Mm -hmm. to the character that Chadwick Boseman created. Armchair Psychologist. All right, Ashley. So, for our armchair... We said this was going to revolve around creators and innovators. Mm -hmm. And so I just wanted to ask you your thoughts about the innovation we saw through Chad Bozeman in this this film and this character that that he helped to, to bring to life. Honestly, the word that comes to me more than innovation is legacy. Mm. And it feels like he was the perfect choice mm-hmm. to play this. And it's almost as if he was born for this because, because of his kind heart and beautiful spirit. And he just embodied everything. And he was the right choice to be this leader on the screen and this, this innovator off the screen and have this legacy of, even his legacy of the illness is now helping to save lives mm-hmm. because he was so famous and had this this illness. Now other people are thinking about it. And it is a shame that someone famous has to pass from this mm-hmm. for us to pay attention to it. But that's just the way of the world. It kind of reminds me of something we did not bring up in our Robin Williams episode is that Robin wanted to help people not be afraid Mm -hmm. and with his passing and finding out the truth about his passing he brought more awareness to the disease which fulfilled what he wanted to do which was to help people not be afraid Mm -hmm. and for Chadwick it seems like he just wanted to help people and he wanted to be an inspiration to people Mm -hmm. and with his passing he has fulfilled even more than what he thought he -hmm. could have done in his lifetime. It makes me feel like with him, especially learning about him and I want to go watch more of his films and get to know him better. Sometimes there are just spirits that are too pure to be here for very long. Hmm. I think what's going through my mind is it has some similarities to what you said, but I go off in a tiny bit of a different direction. As I was researching him and thinking about him, it seemed like nothing was ever just a job for him. Yeah. He did not just... It was a responsibility. Everything was a responsibility. He was so conscious of if he was taking on the role of this iconic singer Mm -hmm. or this important figure, you know, this baseball player who broke down racial barriers. Like, he was conscious of what he owed, not just the film, but... Humanity? I guess. I don't know know how to express it. But yes, it was broader than that. He knew that he was representing something important. and, And I think with Black Panther, every time he would speak, he knew that it 
was not just as somebody who played a role. Yeah. He knew that it, it made a difference. Even that speech where he talked about to be young, gifted, and black. Right. And he was he knew that he was really making a difference and he wanted to break down barriers for other people. He was conscious of that responsibility. I think that word that you said is really appropriate. And so that to me just speaks so highly of his character. Yeah, and a lot of times the highly of his character, yes. A lot of time I don't want to say a lot of times. I don't know the answer. Sometimes, let's qualify that. Sometimes when you have your first of something, mm-hmm. they may not be a great person personally in anything, in any field. You have the the first person to do X, Y, or Z, and they may not be a very nice person, but they've always got that title of, but they were the first to do this. Mm-hmm. In this case, he was the first to do things and he was such a beautiful person. And that's what I mean. Like he was the perfect person mm-hmm. for this because not only did he play an inspirational person, he was, he was an, inspirational an inspirational person. person. Absolutely. Yeah, I totally agree with that. In fact, I think that's a nice way to end it. Something that really hit me was I really didn't know him before I started doing this episode. It was very surface level. And through researching, I just developed such respect and such admiration for this man. And I just so appreciate everything that he gave back. So cheers to you, Chadwick Bozeman. Cheers. If you love what we do, please rate and review our show. Or you can become a supporter by making a donation through buymeacoffee.com slash scandalwaterpod. Whether a single gift or a recurring monthly donation, it would go a long way towards supporting our work and allowing us to keep the tea brewing. At our website, www.scandalwaterpodcast.com, you can submit questions or your own story ideas, access our sources and show notes, see the merch we offer for sale, and more. You can Join the Scandal Water community through our Scandal Water Podcast Facebook page or follow us on Instagram or TikTok at Scandal Water Podcast. This episode was executive produced by Candy Thomas, that's me, and Ashley Raymer Brown, that's me. It was researched and written by Candy Thomas and edited by Ashley Raymer Brown. A special thank you to Josh Martin, who wrote, composed, and performed the Scandal Water theme and other music, Matt C. Adams, who created the artwork, and Joshua Reith, who designed our website and provides ongoing technical support. As a reminder, this podcast is purely for entertainment purposes. The thoughts and opinions of the host during each episode of Scandal Water are their own and do not reflect the opinions of any future guests, advertisers, or clearly professional psychologists. Thanks for listening.